that's a growler. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the never-ending minute where we analyze, scrutinize, and falling skies. The movie, The Never-Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howith. You've used that already. Have I? I well, when I go to put it in the spreadsheet, it starts auto-filling. Oh no! But we'll figure we'll figure it out. All this right. Maybe the the biggest dad joke. For, no, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> By the way, in case you don't recognize my voice, I'm Tierney Steele, and this week on the Neverending Minute, we're joined by Gary Roby and Victoria No Longer Laguna Cope. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I realize yes. it still says Laguna in my notes, and I'm like, wait a second. Uh, um, legally, uh, it's still Laguna. Um, for now. For now. <laughs> Podcast but, uh, legally. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the fabulous host of Harry Potter Minute and currently Ferris Bueller Minute and more forthcoming minutes. Who knows? <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Hi. So glad you yeah, guys could good. join us. And you guys are so lucky to have gra- grabbed onto Harry Potter when you did. I mean, I like <laughs> oh, I like yeah. Ferris Bueller, too, but I'm really jealous of the Harry Potter thing. <laughs> we we had been talking about I think Victoria and I have been talking about doing Harry Potter Minute for like a very long time before it started too. Right. Like a couple years probably. <laughs> oh wow. Really that long? I think? think so. Yeah, because it wasn't long after Star Wars Minute started because I right. got on that pretty quick. Yeah, you did. But like it wasn't till after Lord of the Rings announced that we actually began it. Oh, cool. I feel like I missed like this whole beginning season to this because I was late coming to Star Wars Minute and then even later coming to the Minute Makers Society thing. Yeah. And then once I was there, I was like, I got to get in on this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It took us a long time to like start our first show for sure. But we definitely, at least I was listening to and then telling you, Victoria, about a lot of the shows for like a while before it started. So I know you guys have probably talked about this at ad nauseum on your own podcast, but I've never found out yet. How did you guys come to start podcasting together? We, Victoria and I used to work together okay. uh, at the movie theater that uh, that I still work at. And I don't know, we, we used to have a lot of discussions because we were, because we were both working in a movie theater and like going and seeing everything that was new, like... We would get scheduled together and just spend days like talking about, oh my god, did you hear who just got cast in this thing? And like, <laughs> and so at that point, I had been listening to a lot of podcasts, but Victoria, I think you wanted to do like something, like whether it be a YouTube show or like some other kind of. I I think you just talking about podcasts and being so into podcasts, and me not, and especially me not wanting, even though I love YouTube and I'm on YouTube all the time watching uh-huh. videos, I don't want to put myself in front of a camera oh, same. so i was all like oh well if you can just talk i go that's fine that's basically what podcasting is so yeah. i kind of like figured like i don't listen to podcasts but i mean i don't have to listen to our own show if you like let's do something together yeah, or yeah. so we started we did a like a pop culture show called i nerd that for a while um, that started just like me recording us on my phone and then moved <laughs> and like kind of grew from there um we, I didn't keep uh, maintaining the like site that all that stuff was posted on, so all the old episodes of that were gone. But we like we took a break 
And then I think we started talking about doing this Harry Potter show and then uh, kind of jumped on the opportunity when, when Dueling Genre offered us a place on their network. Awesome. But we've probably, we've probably recorded together for four years, five years now. Like, I think our first I Nerd That's from, like, 2012. So long ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels That's so awesome long that you guys right? have such a long-standing podcast relationship. <laughs> What are you right. talking about, Thomas? We've known each other since childhood. <laughs> By childhood, you mean the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You mean last spring. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys joined us. But Tierney, go ahead and give us a breakdown of what's going on here today. Oh, man. You guys, you are here for just the happiest week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about Minute 70 of The NeverEnding Story, which starts with Rockbiter finishing saying, the nothing will be here any minute. And 60 seconds later, it ends with Atreyu turning his attention to a mural in this abandoned temple in the city. Um, And this minute is... One of the saddest minutes in the film. So welcome, you guys. Um, this is the they look like big, strong hands, don't they, minute. Oh, yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. It is not Monday motivation. We're literally going to watch Rockbiter cry this minute. Who knew that Rockbiters so could even cry? And now mm-hmm. we get to watch it. Mm. Um. Atreya looks ready to cry. Yeah, so the first thing I noticed about this minute is this great, the great way they have the clouds building behind the rock biter as he's yeah. talking. It's like billowing in slowly as he's going through his little speech and it's really dramatic. <laughs> yeah. The sky just slowly getting darker nice. and darker. Yeah. Oh, it's really, it's a really great kind of Im- effect. I think yeah. as it's rolling in. Yeah, so so the, the the tears. What do you? I'm sure you have something to say uh, about them, Tierney. They're just so sad. No, I'm I'm back on, and I mean we're a few minutes into the week, but I gotta bring it back again to our old standby psychology discussion of how much this movie is about depression, which I realize is like the most downer note we could possibly start on. <laughs> But I feel like it's fair when he's talking about how he says, I will just sit here and let it take me to like, he's not going to fight the nothing. He's just going to let it, you know, he couldn't save his friends. And now that's it. He's just going to wait for the nothing to show yeah, up. There's, there's definitely a hopelessness and a despair that's constantly associated with the nothing and what it's bringing yeah. to Fantasia. And and there's always the correlation between that and the fact that, you know, Bastion's got all this depression he's trying to work through. And this whole story is about fighting the nothing and him battling against his own depression to come out on the other side, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Themes. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> makes me so sad. What a note to start uh, on. I'm sorry. Yeah. You it's, just missed the great flights and, and <laughs> everything like that. Um, no, let me tell you, when we found out these were the minutes we were getting, Victoria was like, I couldn't be more excited. Oh, awesome. <laughs> no, um, uh, I, I was watched. so I loaded up the, he asked me whether I had watched them or not. He's like, oh, have you even watched the minutes yet? And I was like, oh, I got the email, but haven't had the time. So I had no idea what minutes we had gotten and finally opened the email uh, while I was with, you know, sitting 
at home with my husband. And I was like, and he always usually watches the minutes with me because they're usually movies that he's familiar with, so he doesn't care. He doesn't mind. And I'm like, well, watch these minutes with me. I go so I can find out, like, what these minutes are. And I started, and literally almost instantaneously, as soon as I started, my mouth is, my hands are already over my mouth. I'm already, like, getting teary. And I'm just like, I know exactly what scene we have. And I go, I could not... I, I couldn't believe our luck that I'm like, I like <laughs> if I had to request a scene, this would have been the scene I would have requested. Um, I was so, Dang, so excited and happy. I'm so, I'm so happy to have this scene. Well, I'm glad you're happy about it because I'm pretty terrified. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Rockbiter is Thomas's favorite hands down. And, and this is Rockbiter's so this sweet. Is the line, but it's so sad in context. The Rockbiter mm-hmm. stuff is fantastic. It's the later stuff in the week that I'm not that thrilled about. He's, he's, oh, he's no. super. I, I love Rockbiter. He's super sweet. Yeah, um, he's my man. His, uh, I always just make the joke and I'm like, you know, you keep repeating how strong your hands are and how you weren't able to hold them. Maybe you didn't want to hold them. <laughs> like, you know, but no, that's just like, that's, that's, that's messed up. That is messed up. That's a joke from like another show that they made, like about, about, about Rockbiter, about like, you know, they told him like, you know, you keep talking about your big, strong hands. It makes me think like, maybe you didn't try hard enough. No. <laughs> they, they give him, they give no. him guff about it. And I'm like, oh, poor Rockbiter. Oh, poor Rockbiter. No, he's like, he's like crying. Tears no, he's very, he's very sad. Face. He's very sad. We were kind of thinking about that last week too. Like how come <laughs> if, if it took his friends, how come it didn't hurt him at all? Like wouldn't his yeah, hands have exactly. like, you know, parts missing or something like that where he was holding on to them and yeah. they, they got he away. Oh, <gasps> Did he, did he let them go? <laughs> no, no one wanted to make another puppet. <laughs> right. They're like, no, that, that's hands. too much work. <laughs> that's a lot of work for all these puppets. No, when I was watching this the movie over again, like I haven't seen it, and I usually have like a couple of years in between all every time I've, I've like seen re-watch it. Like rewatch stuff, yeah. Yeah, rewatch stuff, and this is definitely one I rewatch all the time because from my childhood, it's like mm. one of my favorite movies, mm. and uh, I, I remember it starting, and I was like. Is that Deep Roy? <laughs> I was like, that looks like Deep Roy, but there's no way it's Deep Roy, yeah. and it really is. But yeah. it's a, a re It's not his voice. It's, <laughs> no. it's dubbed over. Yeah. And I was just like, kind of like taken yeah. back. Like, oh, I'm like, all right, Deep Roy. All of a sudden, all in this movie, I didn't know. I didn't even know. Yeah, that's amazing. Know. And I actually have a friend of a friend who uh, is 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 friends with the um, Noah Hathaway. Hathaway, the one who plays Atreyu. You? you have a friend of a friend. Yeah, I'm a friend of a friend. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who's friends with him because he has so a tattoo shop in LA. So he's like a third a third yeah. tier friend. A yeah. friend of a friend of a friend. I know. I'm trying to work my way hey, closer. There you go. Right? Go get a tattoo. Yeah, go to LA, get a tattoo from his shop. It's not that far. For sure. Yeah. Right? LA's like not hours. that far. I know. <laughs> that okay. would be something. I'm still I'm still rocking the thing that uh once Jesse Bradford and I were in the same house. Uh <laughs> so that like, and uh it's been a long time since Bring It On was a hit in theaters, but it was like, he was in the same house. He was visiting my friend's brother. We weren't allowed to bug them. Now, what area of Southern California are you guys in? We're in San Diego. Okay. I grew up yeah, in we're real south, so. Yeah. Oh, that's not too far from us, really. It's a little past LA for you guys. <laughs> About five yeah. hours. Mm. So yeah, but LA it sounds so much far. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bakersfield just sounds like, you know... An oasis of a place, a Garden of Eden. It's the armpit California. of California. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Hemet. 
Hemet. <laughs> if you've Aww. never been to Hemet, there's like nothing there. <laughs> I'm not a fan. All right. So as sorry, listeners as, from Hemet. As he walks away from the rock biter, one thing that we noticed last week was there's these little time jumps because you never see Rockbiter until he's actually in the scene. And then the second he's done with that, you don't see him like in the next frame, he's just gone. Mm, right. It's yeah. a different scene. So there must be some small kind of time jumps there. And Atreyu is in the ruins again of what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what these are supposed to be ruins of. Well, well, what? It, if you have an answer, it, it go for looks- it. <laughs> And well, it's it's different from the city described in the book, which is a deserted city. I'm trying to remember if it's actually called the City of the Dead or if I've just imagined that from knowing <laughs> the movie. Um, but the idea is that it is it, it's not in ruins. I mean, there are like columns out here when there's like it's it looks like a classical city, and it's just you know a normal neighborhood in the book. But I. I do like the design, and this temple makes me think of the Jungle Book. So that's happy, because I have I want to be like you stuck in my head. Oh, that makes this all better. <laughs> oh, if only. So as he's walking there, if you look carefully, you can see where the ground's about to crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The seam is already there. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The, the seam he's walking on is already there. And, but it is well dis- disguised. Like if you weren't, if you didn't know what was about to happen and weren't go- yeah. constantly scrolling back and forth, you wouldn't notice. <laughs> but I definitely noticed that it's it's showing there, and it, it, this is a practical effect is pretty cool because they had to do something j- basically to make the ground separate like this, and I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely like it. It's effective. I wonder how hard it was for him to keep his balance when the ground literally moved underneath him like that. Because if you guys have ever been on like on a carpet mm-hmm. when it gets pulled or something, then it's really yeah. hard to keep your balance when something underneath you is moving unexpectedly. Yeah, that's kind of jarring. I would have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> right into the crack. <laughs> uh-huh, just... Well, how many takes do we think he did? Do we know that that didn't happen at some point? <laughs> well, we know how Wolfgang was with him. He probably took 60 takes oh. at least. He does this little dance, though. <laughs> when the when the ground starts cracking, he does this little twinkle toes dance to, mm-hmm. to move around. It's kind of cool. I like it. He kind of like, he put, I mean, he puts his hands out to steady himself, but he like turns all the way around. He really has a thing for turning, we've discovered. So like when he's going through the turning. <laughs> when he's going through the snow right before the second gate, he does a turn mm. there as well. He like turns his back to the to the direction he's facing. Fancy footwork. Yep. He's got it. <laughs> and the turn really does help him uh to keep his balance as yeah. he's doing that. So that's good. So And then yeah, I don't know what this is supposed to be the ruins of. I'm going with Temple. But mm-hmm. that is purely because the way the arches are and the shaft of light coming through it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Makes kind of reminds me of like a great hall. Oh, uh-huh. like a hall because it has the, the the murals around. Okay, you know, like a circular type room. Oh sure. So small moment of truth mm-hmm. here. If you look around second uh, forty eight or so, <laughs> when I saw him here. 
I thought there was some scratch on his face that I missed previously. I was like, oh. I was like when did he scratch his face like that? I was like pouring through other minutes trying to see if it was there as well. And then sadly, just now, I actually have the note written down. Where did he get that scratch? I just now realized it's his hair stuck to his nose. Oh, jeez. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, he made, he'd look pretty great with like a scar across his face, right? Like Kylo Ren. He'd be a lot more, yeah, a lot more <laughs> like Kylo Ren. He'd be a lot more menacing. <laughs> yeah, I just now realized that it wasn't. And then there's these great—I I don't know what you guys call them, but I call them God fingers when the light's coming through like that, leaving a shaft of light. Mm-hmm. Some great visuals there with the blue light coming through. It reminds me of something you'd see in like a Legend of Zelda. Game. Oh yeah, <laughs> beaming beams of light coming uh-huh. in. Like he, he just needs the the shield with the mirror. The shield. temple of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that or or maybe we've been talking how there's there's constant uh, things in here that make you remind you of like an RPG game where you're getting quests yeah. quests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this is a quest location, and you've got to do something he's, in the light. He's <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna pull a sword and be adult Atreyu. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you walked into this room in any video game, you'd play in that light for a second to see if there was something you were supposed to do there. Yeah, does this do anything? Oh my <laughs> god, here for? this is the menu screen with the different, I mean, we only see one in this minute, but with the murals, it's like the different lands you go to in the Mario. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> you, you, you walk through a different painting. Those are all the levels. A different, uh-huh. Yeah, but it's like, because it has that map and you have to go to the different rooms for the different yep. things. That's awesome. That makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Never so we get the first game. view of these, these murals and I can't imagine how absolutely mind-blowing this would have to be for somebody. Mm-hmm. First of all, these paintings are, are fantastic, and you get the great picture of the Orin, and you got Chiron handing it to him. But just seeing your life on a wall that looks like it's been there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I don't even know how you could process that at all. That's insane. Well, Noah Hathaway's face will tell us if you keep watching this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, how do you feel about this? Because, like, there's wear. I mean, yeah, I know the cities and ruins and stuff, but there's, like, wear and tear on this thing. So, like, Mm -hmm. it's been there forever. (laughs) And we we talked before about, you know, Destiny and and stuff like that and just how absolutely mind-blowing it would be knowing that your whole life was had already been completely planned out and having a visual representation of that. Ugh. yeah it's it's because absolutely because it's got like this wear and tear on it there's definitely this idea of this has been here since long before he began his quest so like could he have done anything differently was all of it sort of it's literally in stone yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's been painted on stone yeah predestination I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's giving me the chills, too. Like I'm staring, I uh, sit across from a bookcase, and I'm just staring at my bookcase like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we already talked about it a little bit, but why don't you go ahead and plug the shows that you guys are on? Yeah, we do Harry Potter Minute and Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. Both of those are over at uh, DuelingGenre.com. You can find us on iTunes and Facebook and Twitter and all of those things. Um, we'll be starting, I think, season two of... Harry Potter Minute we're planning on launching in November, so pretty soon. Awesome. Yeah. 
So which, I know it's really, really, really hard to do, but which do you consider your favorite of the Harry Potter movies? Mm. I, for me, I, I think, I, I think I'm going to say Prisoner of Azkaban. I think that's my favorite. I definitely Victoria, you have, have some great feelings about that one too. Um, oh, probably. Well, I, I, fourth, I know is like one of my least favorites. Okay. <laughs> uh, so probably like either Prisoner of Azkaban or Half Blood Prince. I think Order of the. But Prince I'm biased with the Half Blood Prince. I mean, yeah, it's the Snape movie. Of course, yeah. you love that one the best. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm biased. As I said, I'm biased. I'll call myself out when I'm biased. Yeah. Unlike some people I know. Hey. If, I, if I had to pick a favorite, it'd be between Prisoner and the original, just because the innocence of their youth and the introduction to oh, the yeah. world was uh, is yeah, fantastic. But then the family ties in Prisoner just really got to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why I get mad because I want more of the backstory stuff in the movie. Yes, even I agree. though the movie is really well done, I don't know where you would fit it in where it wouldn't like slow everything down, but. Oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely know. read all the books first. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were talking about it when we finished up Sorcerer's Stone, like, how much we felt... If someone hadn't read the books and just, like, has only seen the movies, like... I don't know. I, I It's weird because I had read all of them before the movies came out, or, like, as they were coming out. But I can't... I feel like I would. You're missing so much. Like I don't know if if the story as a whole even makes like a ton of sense without someone being like, "Oh yeah, that happened in the book." If you didn't know, right? Like, there, especially later, like there's just things that appear in later movies that like just aren't referenced in the. I don't know. It's complicated. We'll get to that. But we have so yeah. long till then. <laughs> uh, my my husband had only seen the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're reading them, and we just started Order of the Phoenix. Ooh. So I can ask him if he remembers having questions about six and seven. Yes. Because um, we have filled in a lot of gaps. Um, he had seen the first couple, but he wasn't really... And we were a little bit older. Like, sure. I remember... Um, I was a summer camp counselor, and campers started bringing Harry Potter with them to read. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but it's a kid's book. And it wasn't until I saw the first movie that I fell in love. And that's when I went. And I think at that point, one through four were out. And I mm-hmm. read them all really quickly. And then I kept up with it. But because people talk about, oh, this wasn't how I pictured it. And I was like, well, I saw Sorcerer's Stone first. So yeah. that's what I think it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie versus book thing is kind of like what Mike had went through last last week <laughs> like just because mike's never seen this movie before in his life and and yeah. he just came in and did his minutes only wow and that that's the same perspective thing that you were kind of talking about like how mm-hmm. much and you don't even realize you missed it but there's so much more that you haven't seen yeah absolutely uh, crazy speaking of stuff we haven't seen there's a lot more of these murals to look at but that's, That's another, another story, story that shall be told, shall be told another, another time. time. <laughs> wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.